that happened with Oprah, right? When she gave out all the cars, everybody had to pay taxes, right? Yeah. Oh, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Beer Opinions Podcast. My name is Pat Berger from Kaiser Tiger and Patty Longs, and with me, as always, is Bruce White of the Chicago Beer Tour experience <laughs> you almost had it you almost had Damn it, it. <laughs> what's it called chicago beer experience you, chicago you, beer experience yeah, yeah. why do i always want to call it it's chicago a, land yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> all right <laughs> but he's here and uh we are uh recording on location at the beautiful maplewood brewery and uh with us are uh the adams of maplewood brewery and distilling uh adam uh sislak he is uh brew, brew head brewer co-founder yeah head brewer we don't we don't go brewmaster here we're not yeah. at that level yet no <laughs> <laughs> no masters no we're no we don't want to piss off actual brewmasters yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for more like german curmudgeons yeah. you know <laughs> we have a german you know our german brewmaster Andreas. Oh, yes. Over yes. at Great Central. That's right. He, <laughs> He's our German brewmaster. He goes by brewmaster <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, He's been on the great. podcast. Yeah. And Adam Smith, I'm trying to get... Adam, what is your title? Oh, I, I am can't the, read anymore. Special Projects I'm, Lead Brewer. Yeah. Brand well, manager. Fancy. I do all the, heady. all the weird title. stuff. You're the fixer? Yeah. Okay. If it involves something other than hops and grain, then you're probably... In. I'm the lead brewer of that. Project. <laughs> You're the lead, the lead brewer of non-brewing projects. Yeah, like I do. I run our um, our fooder program, and we picked those up. We picked up two thirty-barrel fooders this past year, and we're getting a third. And Almost ready. Yeah, we we de we debuted the uh, first beer uh, from the fooder at at um, Fobab this year, and oh. we were really happy with the way that it came out. Yeah, it was um, damn good. What yeah. sort of experimental things are going on in the fooders? Is this um, uh, wild yeast or yeah, uh, yeah, nothing that that we're not reinventing the wheel on that. That's a, a mixed culture. So there's lacto, there's um, PDO, and uh, a couple Bretts, uh, and a golden uh, ale base. So um, not super sour, um, but definitely acidic. And we added um, thousands of pounds of peaches oh. over a, a staggered over eighteen months. So. Very peach forward. Wow. Uh, went over really well. We we put a, f a few kegs on tap here and um, sent some to Fobab, right? And uh, did you win any awards? Nope. <laughs> we won all of the, the awards. Just don't check the official list. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, if you don't check the website, we we took we took home everything. Well. <laughs> we did really well. Well, you guys have a shelf full of awards here, so mm. you know I don't think you need any more nah. for Fobab. But uh, we should talk about that. You guys have uh, had a lot of luck at uh, GABF. Mm -hmm. um, well, luck has nothing to do with it, does it, Adam? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's. <laughs> I think I it, down there, Charlatan has won twice. So I'll, I'll take it as being, also, you know, that that's a little more validation. At some point, those, I, I mean, if you have a hundred beers that are all very well made, you know, you just have to hope that whoever's on your tasting panel really likes say. yours, kind of. Um, I think. I mean, I, I don't know how you judge hundreds of beers at a time. I'm, I'm sure you can boot out some ones that are obviously flawed, but 
like I said, if you have a if you have a lot that are well made, that's got to be very difficult. Yeah, it, it it is, and it's uh, you are at the mercies of the judges. You get that day, mm-hmm. and they're at the mercy of their palate and how it's feeling. So it is very uh, subjective, as someone who's judged a few of those. Yeah, yeah, you're a you're a BJCP, yeah. I'm a BJCP, yeah. So a beer judge certification program mm-hmm. is what that stands for for our listeners. It's a uh, I'm a certified beer judge. Not easy. Right. I, you know, honestly, I it's wish. Fun, yeah. uh, I think that's one thing I, that I hope Fobab picks up on that. That you know, talking about GABF is um, the the in order to get to get on a panel, a judging panel at GABF, it's a little bit harder, and um, they're a little bit more strict. Whereas Fobab, I think, is a little bit more open with their judging. Well, so I think you, Fobab goes for. Um, they're kind of uh, emphasizing that you're being judged by your peers. Okay, is that so what it is? A, yeah, it's a lot more um, uh, brewers. Well, that makes sense. Uh, judging, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you hear any noises, by the way, we're in a working brewery and distillery, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, live we, with it. We just killed the, uh, there's a, we, yeah. Got the uh, HVAC shut off, though, so that's a plus. <laughs> Everyone can freeze for the <laughs> Yeah. Be your opinions. <laughs> we got warm. We got hot bodies here. We'll warm the place up. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, and Fobab's gotten in a little bit of trouble for their judging. I, I think I uh, when I used to have a blog, I wrote a blog about mm-hmm. um, a judging controversy at Fobab. Oh, what was it? Um, there was a brewer in Denver who I remember sent back his medal. Yep, uh, I because remember. he mistakenly sent the wrong beer uh, to the wrong category and uh, then he was kind of you know upset that the judges didn't pick up on it it was it's it was complicated um i do remember that situation yeah. though i think it was a uh, i don't want to speak on because I, I i i might give wrong information but i do remember that he sent the medal back yes i believe he was uh from trinity brewing in there Denver. Yep. yep yep um so that, that's, you know that is a little I believe that the controversy, if I recall, was he sent a uh, a beer that he claimed had no lacto in it. It was uh, just fermented with Brett, but it was barrel-aged. And um, and he it won a medal in the lacto category. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. But, you know... Um, once you put something in a barrel and let it sit, I mean, you really can't guarantee there's no lacto in there. That was my the point of my blog, I think. I didn't taste the beer. I don't know how sour it was. But, yeah. Um, anyway. I think um, uh, I think people who are drinking at Fobab should be able to pick up on, on acidity. They, and, and there is lactic acid from, yeah. from Britannomyces, but uh-huh. lactic acid, or excuse me, acetic acid. So acetic acid is different than lactic acid. Acetic acid is vinegar, right? Vinegar is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it could come off acetic. It can come off as as a, as a lactic uh, uh, presence, you know, the, a, a similar, a, just, a, just a general acidity, a sourness to your beer, tartness. So, you know, I don't know if you need to send your metal back. Like, you should yeah, have you had forged some it into something else, <laughs> melted it down. Well, I believe he sent it back along with a press release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it probably helped them out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> um, but, so, so you guys started back, was 2014, is that right? Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, we got the building 
then um, our first beer went out at the end of that year, but our first real year of production was 2015. Okay. And then was the there was a name controversy, right, at first? Is yeah. That right? The yep. mercenary? But you know, it's all in the past. We're, we're, we're letting sleeping dogs lie. We've talked about it. It's done. Okay. You know, it's okay. one of those things. I just hate bringing it up over and over again. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're past it. We're past it. All right. <laughs> so anyway, this name change. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's over, done with. We worked it out. Well, and it's, it, I think it worked out for the better in, in the long run. And, and, you know, so it's, yeah. it's to me, it, it's, I don't even think about it anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, you're not the only brewery that's been impacted by that, I think. Uh, and brewers, mm-hmm. they, they've said one of the hardest things to do is to name their beers these days because there's so many different beer names. Uh, it's, it's tough. So, it's really hard. Beer names, like, you have to, Google and Untapped, and there's three websites you're checking yeah. when you're coming up with a name. You for know, all of them, yeah. I got a cease and desist. I think we've talked about oh, yeah. on this podcast before for um, the bacon for a bomb, sandwich. Right? Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god. You know what I do? I think I do. I got two of them. About that. <laughs> I got two of them. The first was because we used to call it the bacon explosion because that's I don't know that's what it's called online. You know, I didn't know someone trademarked it. Um, and then uh, we like switched a- to bacon or to bacon bomb. Because that's what everyone was also calling it online. <laughs> not not my product, just you know the general idea yeah. of the bacon wrapped meatloaf thing. And then um, someone someone very unscrupulously went and trademarked bacon wow. bacon bomb, and then sent me a letter. The bacon explosion people at least were like, "Hey, we invented this. You can't use it." I was like, "Okay, no problem." And they didn't. You know, they I, I they didn't invent it per se, but they certainly first place I had heard of it was from them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I was like, "Yeah, no problem." Uh, and then, but the bacon bomb people, they just trademarked it. They didn't have a restaurant. They didn't have nothing. And they sent us a letter. Hey, you know, you got to change the name unless you want to pay us. Yeah. They want money. Uh (laughs) We're not paying you a fucking dime. Now it's the bomb. (laughs) Go trademark that. You asshole. Rename the bacon neutron bomb or, you know, like just, we just keep taking, you know, know, find the most shortening it. Intense name for (laughs) bomb or explosion and just, (laughs) So the now bacon, it's just the bomb? The bacon thing. Now it's just the bomb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bacon exploding yeah. device. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I travel once a year down to New Orleans to my buddy's bar to make uh, make bombs. Yeah. At his uh, his bar down <laughs> oh, there. Oh, yeah. And not, I always have to... real bombs. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm always, like, checking the bombs <laughs> the, uh, uh, with the, you know, at the gate. And they're like, what's We're on in the list. cooler, sir? What's in the cooler? Yeah. And, like, uh... Bacon meatloafs. I got to remember to say <laughs> meatloafs. <laughs> Sir, we'd bombs. like you to come to this room. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> so I'm going to slip up one of these years. Like, oh, it's full of bombs. <laughs> He's got a bomb. <laughs> yeah, no one's come after me for trademarks because no one can remember Chicago beer experience. <laughs> I'm trading. I'm trademarking Chicagoland beers. <laughs> I'm going to get Chicago tour <laughs> experience. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, 2015—that was yep. a year uh, that saw a lot of new breweries. And yep. um, you know, what do you you guys have come around and and kind of uh, been a um, uh, what am I trying to say? You're, you're un- unlike a lot of these breweries that have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. You guys are making a name for yourself amidst uh, an incredibly crowded field. Why? Why do you think that's? The case uh mm-hmm. well i think there's a couple of reasons but um you know we have a lot of hard-working people here 
uh, and on the, I'm talking about brew team, sales team, and even now that we have our our tap room, our lounge, you know, getting getting hype built here uh, helps the big picture. So you know, we have a really great team, and uh, everybody has their eye on the prize, and um, I think we also are doing it for the right reasons. You know, we're not trying to make money. Uh, making money is good. Did someone tell Ari? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, let me say. Don't mention that to Ari. I'm not personally trying to make money. I want to pay my bills, but I'm trying to make a like make a and make a product. Not to sound super pretentious, but make a product that that people get excited about and um, keeping things fresh and uh, staying on top of. Uh, what, what people are interested in and, and, and trying to appease those people as well as, um, you know, keep yourself happy. Yeah. It's a hard balance, but I think we, 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 uh, do the dance pretty well. Yeah. I think that was well put. I mean, we, I think we try to stay, like you said, current on, we like change and flux and, and, and new things and classics as well. And we try to kind of hit, a little of everything um, and do it, uh, well, I, I think we do overall really well on nailing a lot of different styles of beer and putting out stuff that's well-made. You know, you may not be into one one style or another, but if it if it's from us, I, I think you have a, you can be sure that it's, it's gonna be good, like proper made, whether or not you like it, you know, that's, that's yeah. up to you, but. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, I, you guys, like, and you know, just when I'm thinking about your brewery, one of the things, I, I think you were kind of one of the first Chicago breweries to kind of, you know, produce New England style IPAs and kind of the hazy IPAs, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And, and in fact, and I'm not trying to blow smoke here, um, the Son of Juice is one of my favorite beers. I just awesome. love that beer. Great. Um, and the Juice Pan series is also awesome. Um, and my girlfriend would agree it's like her favorite beer. Awesome. So, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so thank you. Um, thank but you. Um, has that, like, how did that impact things? Do you Did you feel, how did that kind of road go down? Well, I think it's it's uh, kind of like we just mentioned. We, we, we like to stay current in a lot of ways and, and – um, that style by no means was brand new as a style, but it, I think it was it was starting to gain a lot of traction, at least in the Chicago market, or people were starting to hear about it, right? So um, we wanted to try our hand in it, and the first few runs were, you know, they were okay. And I think we've learned a hell of a lot on what we feel makes hazy beer is successful, what what makes them good, what makes them bad, and um, kind of went, we approached it like we approach any style, you know, so now we're starting to do a lot more esoteric beers, um, just things we've been talking about since we have the tap room, and uh, we can play around with a lot of more funky ingredients and stuff and combos, um, but that's another thing I think people are, are starting to look for or more in general, um, just kind of unique flavors. And um, I guess I got off track a little bit, but it's, it's, it's a way, it was a way for us just to keep ourselves interested and, and learn something new. And that's what we've been doing since we've started. We like to just keep moving on things and not kind of get stuck in a rut. So, yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, from personal experience, I think the quality of Maplewood is really what, uh, 
the number one thing that makes you guys stand out for me as a beer buyer. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Adam, but you and Ari came in with maybe oh, yeah. John Lindeman or whoever Mike Lund's rep was at the time. I think it was. Yeah, probably Lindeman. It was Lindeman. And, uh, and I was just being bombarded by new breweries, especially new local breweries at the time. I think he presented us, like, the rep before we walked in. It's like, yeah, you know, he's probably going to be give you a hard time or you might not say you might not say anything he'll try the beer and put it down and it's like that's just how he's 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 tasting a lot of stuff so just you know we were new to it I've never done that before and uh I I remember going in there the first time it was intimidating (laughs) for us I mean for me at least it should be yes but they came in I remember the beers too it was Fat Pug and Charlatan Mm -hmm. and they were both outstanding and -hmm. these were uh, you guys were not even on the market yet, you know, and, and that, that was the other thing that was getting me at the time. I was tasting, you know, all these people were opening their brewery and then coming to me <laughs> with their first batch going, you know, Hey, can we get on tap? And, you know, a lot of it was mediocre subpar yeah. stuff because it's your first batch, you know, like just dump it and, you know, yeah, keep I going, mean, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, come to me with your 10th batch, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. not your first batch. You guys came to me with, with your first batches of two beers and they were both outstanding. And I was like, this is uh, something special is going on here, you know. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm very happy to see that it wasn't just me, you know, uh, no, the hey, rest of the city seems yeah, to agree. Cool. And the judges at GABF <laughs> seem to agree. So. Yeah, we'll take it. So we're I, done. We're done blowing smoke up here. Yeah, but, you know, uh, <laughs> no, let's keep going. <laughs> we got more time. Yeah, yeah. We got plenty of time. No, no. Yeah. Let's talk about hazy IPAs. Okay, so oh, here we go. <laughs> yes. Oh, but before we start, and and I want to preface this, I, I do have a gift for Pat. Um, oh, you do. And uh, I don't mean to offend you two because I I love hazy IPAs, uh, and neither of us are, are Trump supporters, so I don't want to offend you there either. However, Pat, I no wanted offense. to give you an early holiday gift here oh i already know what it is oh, you will wear just one of those make, make IPAs. ips clear again oh nice thank <laughs> you <laughs> as he's drinking an unfiltered pilsner yeah. which is uh-huh. hyper hazy uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well let's this, let's this talk about is not let's so clear it's well well <laughs> i think we all know there's a difference between this pilsner being unfiltered and these so-called hazy craze which you know they're not hazy beers; they're opaque. I would like to, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So a serious question. Mm-hmm. Now you know that juicy flavor that everyone is is gaga about with these IPAs. Can it be done and and not be so fucking cloudy? Um, well, I think it's it's part of. I would say yes, you can get similar hop flavors, um, but. Part of that style is a lot of the malts and, and malts, oats, and wheat, and ingredients you use um, lead to a more more protein in the beer, softer mouthfeel, more haze um, when you hop at such high high rates. So I think it's a sum kind of package. Um, you can get very full flavor, and I've had great. I love West Coast beers. I love. Uh, quote-unquote juicy clear beers you know um, that just use hops differently Um, but I don't feel that the mouthfeel and the overall kind of package are the same I think they're different and I think there's pros and and cons of each and 
I guess our philosophy has always been um, kind of a place for everything. If, if, if people like something a lot and, and it's well-made, then, hey, that, that's enough for us to respect it. Um, like any style, you can have... You can have really shitty versions of, of hazy beer that are mm-hmm. have floating things in them and are not made the right way, or you can have, you know, great ones that that drink like very velvety and smooth and um, soft on the palate. So it's uh, that hat looks good on you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, especially over the headphones. Yeah, too. it's not fitting over my headphones. Yeah. So I would say it, it's it's. It's kind of a it's a tough question because you're they're they're to me two so different styles and kind of end goals that um, hop so flavor alone got, like if you were to it's hard to separate the hop flavor from the actual body of the beer and kind of finish and kind of everything else that's going on with clear versus a lot of the hazy styles. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, I think you can get the aroma. Absolutely. And the flavor yeah. that you get in a hazy, yeah. Yeah. in a clearer beer, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, like, what Adam's saying is that mouth, the mouth feel. The right? softer. The, the softness. Okay. Um, and that does, that I'll, contributes to the... Uh, the haziness? Yeah. Well, the, the, the all of that is contributing to the lack of bitterness uh, that yeah. people like, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's just people's changing palates. It's something new. I mean, for so long, beer was... I remember when Alpha King first came out, yeah. how bitter it was, you know, how strong. Yeah. And and, and I, I love that beer, and I think it's gone through some variations over the years. I still, I just actually, uh, Roger and I ordered one, or he ordered one for me like a few weeks ago. Yeah, we were at it. Uh, it was great. Uh, I, I loved ball. it. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, it's nice. just, yeah. it's cyclical like anything, you know. I think we'll have these hazy beers for, for a while, and then people will start to, maybe seek more bitter beers back out again or yeah. more like just really malt forward beers. It, it goes in waves. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something new and, and fun for, for people to get into. I don't know. And uh, we, yeah. it's we, here to stay. I've accepted I don't it. think it's going away. No, I no, just no. think it's, yeah, it's you know, stay. I don't know what the next popular, you know, hyped style will be, but we you know, did, I um, think it will go in a cycle. One of our juice pants um, uh, iterations uh, was clear. Mm-hmm. That we oh, we, we cleared it we we dropped we 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 find it got it got it clear because uh, we wanted to to show people what a juicy clear beer would be I think that was seven batch Six seven, or seven or yeah okay anyway and, and um, how did the taste compare to the regular it it, it was similar and there were, you know but for us we did notice a mount we did notice a, a body uh, difference mm-hmm. yeah um, you could feel the difference but the taste was very very similar yeah especially fresh. And you know. people drink with their eyes, you yeah. know, just like they eat they with their do. eyes. Right. And, um, and if it looks like juice, right, that's, yeah. that, 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 that is part of it. Yeah, it, it is. is. Too. There's yeah. a visual yeah. part. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and you know, I like, I, I'm with Adam. I, I, Firestone Walker is easily one of the favorite breweries here in, at, at Maplewood yeah. that we mm-hmm. look to and we're like, yeah, we love those guys. And most of their stuff is clear, mm-hmm. uh, IPA-wise. Uh, right. Some of that Lupulin, yep. um, the newer stuff that they do is a little hazier, but... Um, I, charlatan charlatan is a is a clear uh, pale ale you know and and that's a good uh, representation of a very hoppy pale ale with a a, a solid bitterness yeah too, i mean so. be, you know there's a misnomer that i you know can't stand any hazy beer i, I like i don't have a problem with 
unfiltered beer. Um, I, I guess my problem was people intentionally making it opaque. Yeah. You know? Well, I think here, here's here's the thing, and this is, I guess it it it, it upsets me. Now, doesn't well, kind of when you see. I mean, the style is so popular, so you get a lot of. I guess I'm, I sound like a prick, but you get a lot of bad versions of it because sure. there are ways to make beers hazy where you got crap floating around that. Mm-hmm. It, but if you're doing it the right way, you shouldn't have to add any weird things. You should be able to drop your hops completely out of the beer. Yep. You shouldn't have to open a beer and have a pile of crap on the bottom of the can. Um, there shouldn't be a ton of yeast floating around in there. There'll be some, but I mean, it's not. It shouldn't be. Uh, I don't know if murky is the right word, but it, it shouldn't be um, chewy. There, there shouldn't be things floating yeah. around in there yeah. that you can detect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a, uh, you get a, a, a bad version or or, or a young. So the, the beer geeks call it a green beer, right? And it's it's harsh. It burns. They're like, ah, oh, it's still green. I got to sit on it. It's like, dude, there's hops the brewer, in there. the yeah. fucking brewer should have sat on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I think that's part of the problem, and that's part of why we get. Um, our Pat Burgers of the world over here. You know? <laughs> uh, is that? <laughs> I'm happy to be the curmudgeon. <laughs> no, Pat, you just like good beer, no. a well-made beer, and you that's do. I think that's something everyone should should want. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, you you put juice pants on at your places. I mean, you yeah yeah, you, yeah we you, sell it. We, yeah, we sell easy beer. Yeah, uh, you know, I I'm not I'm not in business to you know piss people off and not give them what they want. Right. I'm in the hospitality business. Exactly. So I give the kids what they want. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't like Hefeweizens, and people think I'm crazy. Yeah, you are crazy. But it's not because of the looks. It's just I don't know. There's something about the flavors yeah, that the don't banana appeal. Clove or something. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I love it. And yeah. People, people I'm think I'm polarized. I like. I like that. I'm the. I, I am always in the minority on that. Hefeweizens are wildly popular, but. Not I don't like know they what used it is. to be. It's not like they yeah. used to. You don't think? So. Oh, you you know better than me for yeah. sure. No, they you know, you know a lot of breweries aren't making them. No, um, Dovetail, right? They do theirs very nicely. I've heard. Yes, is, Great Central. Great Central, yeah, Great Central yeah. makes a really nice that one. one. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Sierra Nevada makes, I think, the best American version. Really? Yeah. The Keller Vice. Oh, the Keller Vice. My dad always talks about it. But uh, so see, good. I just, I, I could see it though. It's like definitely a dis- it's such a distinct taste compared yeah. to. You know most other beers, so yeah. and there are certain Belgians that have those qualities yeah. too, right? That I that I stray away from. But triple Carmelite is not not for me. Yeah, but yeah. I like other triples. Like we have the triple cigar. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, that's all right. We'll come up with a hat for you. So you know, we'll, we'll figure out something. Crystal Weissens. <laughs> Make Weissens crystal again. <laughs> I, I I don't like crystal vices, right? I mean, I don't dislike them. I'll drink it, but um, it drops all that. I, I think it affects the flavor of the beer when they filter those those vice beers for sure. So that's why I was curious if you know same um, thing. That's true. I think same it's true. I think it's a similar concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you guys opened up your your tap room. You've been open for what about a year? Just or, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, what's the date? The fifteenth of December is our anniversary officially. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my awesome. god! Congrats, so, guys! We're gonna yeah. oh, we're, we're gonna yeah. plug two things right now. We're oh, doing a big New Year's thing, and oh, you probably are too, right? Um, I don't, I don't, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but we're doing a, an anniversary party in January because December is too too damn too busy. crazy. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Not interfere with the holiday madness. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
no, we were we actually brought the the beer tour guides here and uh, a few months ago and had an absolute ball. Oh, good, um, awesome, and uh, it's it's a neat place. It's a it's a smaller for those of you listening. It's kind of a smaller space, yeah. um, but it's it's great. And you come here, it's intimate, and it's. Uh, it's really. I think you had a DJ uh, the night we yeah, were here. Yeah, we've been doing that like, Thursday, that Thursdays really cool. now yeah. and then. Yeah. yeah, and then um, and obviously great beer. So and then you guys do some other kind of, I think forward thinking things and it, like, did I see the toppers that you put on beer? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that right? So yeah, can we you do go that. into that now? <laughs> Pat might have an answer yeah, in here, but Pat just <laughs> plug oh, your ears. Here we go. But no, I I do think like beer cocktails and other things you can do with beer. Oh, it's, it's, we love it's it. It's definitely interesting. So we when we do special <laughs> releases and and of of different, I guess our sweeter beer styles, more of our dessert styles, we often offer them with some sort of you know day of release. You can get the beer naked by itself, or you can get it with some sort of weirdo thing on top you know it's yeah. something fun it's just fun. to try yeah. you can get them side by side and we try to pair whatever is going to top it you know with the flavors of the beer so it becomes more of a dessert kind of experience but yeah. i don't know it's fun and we don't do it all the time it's just usually on the day of something comes out and then we'll run through whatever we have and kind of move on to the next one yeah, no, I will say like like I because I follow you guys on Instagram and you, you'll post like the Instagram of mm-hmm. it and I'm like mm-hmm. that looks damn delicious. Yeah, you know, you know like, what? It, They're it, good. It, 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 like, you, I'll be the first to admit a lot of those things. You want one and then you move on to to other things but yeah. you know they're fun if you want to finish your night with a little dessert thing <laughs> that's funny sorry pat i, well, I, I don't have a problem with these things. <laughs> i think i got pat, tr- you're getting soft i know i am i just i stopped caring <laughs> we, a little while ago we did a uh, uh we did a beer that was uh had cherries in it it was a a, a belgian style beer with cherries in it it was it was really easy going down so we were like, well, let's let's make a slushy. So we that we, was awesome. <laughs> we threw we have a slushy machine. So we threw the beer in the in the slushy machine. I think we added some sugar, some some simple syrup yeah. or something, just to make it um, f- a freeze easier, right? Yeah. And uh, add some add make uh, make the more drink more drinkable is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, uh, that was really fun. But I love doing stuff like that because yes, it's it, it it's. It's a little gimmicky, but it, it's it fun, is. okay? It you is, know, exactly. I don't care. If <laughs> you don't want it, don't order it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, yeah. it kind of probably keeps it fresh for you guys, too. Yeah, like it's fun. I mean, it, it's, it, it definitely is challenging at times to try to think of, you know, you got to think of something that goes together. We're not going to throw something on there that just to do it, but... Um, we try to come up with the full, the full package as it is. <laughs> so. uh, that's great. Let's talk about the history of Maplewood for Let's a minute. Let's do it. Um, why don't you give us a little rundown where the idea came from, who the players are. We, we mentioned Ari, Ari earlier, and he, I know he's, uh, he's part owner, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's heading your distillery, is that right? Yes. So Ari is kind of splitting his time between uh, managing our sales team and uh, also running the distillation side of things so our our brewing team will get re the liquid to distill and he takes it from there um me and re uh along with ari's brother um and one other guy kevin started the company or started a brewery um 
think we started talking about it in 2013 and 2012. It was a while ago. <clears throat> but were you guys, were any of you in the brewing field? Uh, not professionally. Um, we had, Ari and I had been doing it for for years and years and years as, you know, started as home brewers and then become obsessive enthusiasts and you know um, Nerd, nerds yeah what they're yeah <laughs> and Ari's Ari's family has a, a banquet hall so we were able to use the larger burners in it overnight when they're closed and and overqualified you know, homebrewers yeah so we, we scaled <laughs> yeah. up that way and tried to you know when we started talking about um, doing something other than what we were doing at, at that time uh, we knew we wanted to get into a more creative field that allowed us to, we, we loved making beer. We loved, um, well, we didn't officially love making spirits because it's, that's not legal at home, <laughs> but yeah, you we, we love spirits. So we'll put it that way. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, you start, same thing with cooking, you know, when you start making something, you, you're okay. And then you kind of learn as you go. Um, when we started discussing the idea of a brewery and distillery, uh, we had already gotten to the point where we were getting probably way too serious that home brewers should, well, I guess I won't say should be, but we were really, really, really into it. So um, we scoped out some of like the classic uh, textbooks, you know, to get the, the scientific background and started taking more of a, I guess, coursework style approach to our brews and uh, slowly over the course of years, we, I think we got really good at it. And that was kind of the foundation of getting to the point where we were comfortable enough to uh, do something professionally. I mean, it's a, it's a big change, but if your fundamentals are sound, I think you could scale it if if again, if you're if you know the fundamentals, you should be okay. So that that was our thinking. Yeah. So again, home brewing leads to professional brewing, which yep. I think is really the 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 story of American mm-hmm. craft beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. I think uh, our entire production team started as home brewers. Um, no one really started working at breweries and, and learned that way. Uh, Smith, he's the home brewer. We met him at a home mm-hmm. brewing club that yep. we host here. Um, Roger started as a home brewer. Yep. Uh, he knew Smith, and then Roger started working at Forbidden Root first. Yeah, well, first he, one? Unani. Unani, and then Unani. he went to Forbidden Root, yeah. and then was at Corridor, and now uh, we're happy to have we him got here. Him. We got his ass. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> him and I, I about, to, about said something really creepy. But, I mean, <laughs> that's, how, that's how, like, Roger and I didn't start a brewery. So these guys did right. So yeah, oh, bullshit. You've been here long enough. No, no, no. You, you, I know. You, I know. But you. but for us, it was we met uh, volunteering at Omega Yeast Labs, Roger and I. So oh, okay. that was our way into the business. Oh. Like, well, we got you have to we have to volunteer, right? Because um, for me at the time, it was just not. I wasn't in, in in a position to open a brewery. And now that I work here long enough, I thank God I didn't do that because that would be nuts. Plus, I wouldn't end up here, and I think that was that was just the way it should have been for me. But um, we met at Omega Yeast Labs, just like uh, labeling um, 
uh, yeast pack, home pitch, uh, homebrew pitches for for uh, yeast pit uh, uh, for Omega. But um, Omega's getting ready to open a tap room. I they're, think huh? they're they're they're. I hope they if do. you talk about growth in in Chicago <clears throat> beer wise, yeah. they might be top of the list. Yeah, I mean, and this is something I've been telling people for years because you know they're oh, I want to get in the brewing. I want to get in the brewing. I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of other industries mm-hmm. attached to the brewing industry. Yep. That are underutilized right now or under sales uh, too. Sales is like everybody's looking for sales big time. That's, yeah, yeah. that's if hard. You're good at that. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god, you can do very well. Right, and and you're right. I think um, with sales, a lot of that is direct for for breweries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, uh, Omega is hiring right now. They're always hiring. They're always expanding. It yeah. seems like it's just never ending for them, which is awesome because they're great people and they have a great product. And uh, even uh, we we were talking to somebody from Breakside Brewery in in Portland or Portland area, right? No, there's a few of them, but uh, yeah, Portland area. They yeah. were here for Fobab, and and they were they were saying um, for Hazy's, not to bring it back, but they're like, you know, we use a so and so lab for for yeast, and we don't we don't get this you know body or a hop aroma and da 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 da. So um, they noticed a difference. They and they were uh, putting it you know in in, in kind of thinking it was the yeast so and yeah. we've noticed different um, performance from different suppliers we, we for really the same have. strain which is i mean in theory it's the same strain it should perform similarly similarly but right. it's uh uh stuff we get from omega has always been rock solid it's awesome so. and, and their uh their souring cultures are for me second to none and and we know those cats so they're willing to work with us cats, if we want to huh? Yeah. I'm a bad boy over here. I'm a bad boy, <laughs> but uh, like a rock star. <laughs> we know them. I don't know. I, I saw the word cats in my brain. I was like, I'm going to use it. It's I, fine. I, I hey, never. You went, you, I, I've never heard you say. I that. never say that. You went with and I was it? like, I'm going to say it. Yeah. And them, then the fucker called them, me out. We know them cats at Omega. I was like, I want to sound cool. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but anyway, couldn't slip it by him. <laughs> There's them, that, and then think about like label printers. Can Rexum is a can manufacturer, and yeah. they're based uh, in Illinois. Yeah. I tell a, you what, a you, lot. you get some funding together and get some uh, people in the printing world and the aluminum world together. You find, yeah. Oh, th- I know there's ways to print higher quality cans, and because there's a lot of limitations with the colors and and how you can print on on cans, and I I think it's. In my opinion, it's largely based because there's only a handful of major suppliers, and that's how they do things. And they don't want to. It would cost them more. It would, it would cost us more a little bit to print better on cans. But I think that's a huge, huge opportunity if you were able to figure out a reasonable way to do on-demand printing or yeah. smaller runs printing on cans at a higher quality. I mean, yeah, you're you're ordering. You probably guys probably already know this. Everybody seems to everybody knows that you have to order printed cans by the truckload. That's mm-hmm. like 120,000, mm-hmm. give or take. Right. And there's no reason that's that, a lot. You're telling yeah, me, you got to store me, them somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're telling me printer printing technology hasn't increased in 40 years. <laughs> right. Like you know, it you can print higher quality and on demand, especially because uh, you can get like a single T-shirt. Like yeah, exactly. You, you yeah, know, I'm just like, saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. someone yeah, someone's in that world, you can be a billionaire yeah. in a few years. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. 3D printed all. Yeah. Hey, did you see uh, some of the uh, uh, Pilsner Quell uh, 
textured printing on the cans. Yeah, I they're doing not. cool no. stuff. Yeah, no. so they're doing their off-prem stuff is cool. It's um, it's their canned products, but it it not, I don't know how if it's a limited run or what. But someone brought in a can where it was all it had a texture to the the actual printing and kind of had some sparkles or something in it, but it wasn't just the regular. Oh, printing, cool. and it wasn't a wrap. It we, was actually printed on the can. I'll show you. We they're have still doing the, the retro label cans. They are. Yeah, yes. yeah, those are cool. You so you get like a four pack or a six pack, whatever it ends up being, and and each can is different print too. So like yes, these are. guys yeah, are doing yeah. all sorts yeah. of different. I mean, yeah. it's an opportunity again yeah. to stand out a little more, do something fun on the. They outside. were selling yeah. them like th- three in a in a basically a lunchbox. Oh, that's what we bought. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I brought one home. I you know my rep gave me it or something, and. uh I think my kid was using it at school. <laughs> They're like, you can't do that. <laughs> Did they let him? I don't know. I know. I think we stopped it. I before. Remember, <laughs> oh, okay. I remember I got. I had to change my shirt when I was in like eighth grade because I was wearing a, a Spuds McKenzie shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know who Spuds, I know you guys know, but well, there's probably some kids. I grew out up in St. Louis. No one would have made you turn that inside out. <laughs> True. This yeah, was Massachusetts. Was normal wear down there. So they made me flip my shirt inside out because it was Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> I had my one of my kids when he was like three or four. They were like rhyming words at school, and the word was leg. And you know, kids were raising their hands (laughs) to rhyme with it. And he said keg. And he came home and he's like, uh, "Hey, Dad, is keg a bad word?" I was like, "No, why?" He goes, "Well, you know, we were rhyming with leg. I said keg, and she said I can't use that word." Oh come on! I was like, "You tell her that kegs are paying her fucking salary." (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's just crazy. That's 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 a little crazy. I I got I got in trouble for singing. um, My parents are parrot heads, so it was. uh, why don't we get drunk and screw in second grade? <laughs> well, that's a little. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a it's appropriate to get a talking yeah, to. Yeah, you like, shouldn't you, have said that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know. Well, you're yeah. drilling a wall in or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like why they, they're Let's having get so drunk much... and put up some some uh, yeah, walls. Yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> that's amazing. Some sheetrock. Uh, my parents are like, you really can't sing that. Uh, it must have happened because now in concert he sings why don't we bring lunch to school Uh, that's amazing (laughs) another shout out to your dad I want to party with him yeah 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 Yeah, where's your dad yeah I know get him out here next time next time we'll we'll bring him over Um, he's slowed down a little bit but uh, he can he can he can fire it up (laughs) so let's talk (laughs) let's talk about the growth of Maplewood because it's been you know significant since mm-hmm. you guys opened, um, and you're utilizing uh, Great Central mm-hmm. yep. as a um, uh, like a third party um, producer for you, yeah, uh, they're and they're doing a pretty good job. They're amazing. They're awesome. Yeah, that yep. beer is um, coming out very very well. The great thing about um, when we were first getting or tossing around the idea of doing uh, contract production, um, we talked to. A fair amount of places. Uh, it, very fortunate that they were opening up down the road, but that was kind of secondary to uh, the level of access we had to uh, production and making sure things would come out like we wanted them to and having trust that they will continue to come out like we want them to. Um, so that was just, I don't and it just lucky enough to have them here. If they weren't in Chicago, I think we would absolutely still gone with them if they were in another state. 
um, that the great thing is whenever we're doing a new recipe over there, uh, we'll, we'll go in and we'll brew with them and make sure, you know, they're, they're very talented. So we, we have a good, uh, back and forth and communicating what, what needs to happen. And they're rock solid on, on making that happen. Uh, Andreas and Laura are both yeah. super, super talented mm-hmm. on the production side. how about that side. brew house, man? Yeah, that's incredible. Ooh, that's beautiful. It. That's a, a Ferrari brew house. It really house. is. Not yeah. literally, but it's it's a Rolex, which yeah. is it's beautiful. Andreas will come by for lunch sometimes at Kaiser, and uh, he likes to uh, control the brew house with his phone. Yeah. What an <laughs> asshole. <I'm> like, cool. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Pat, I'm mashing in. I'm mashing in. <laughs> so I'm always trying to grab his phone and fuck with it, you know, ruin his mash schedule. That would be awesome. <laughs> Just make sure it's not one of ours. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it was, that was kind of just fortunate. They were there, and, and they they have a, an incredibly talented team of people that we now we've been doing it with them for a while. So we... They're like our yeah. co-workers now. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's crazy, too, because, I mean, I had heard before Great Central was around so many horror stories with kind of contract brewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, that's got to be. There were a yeah. ton. And contract yeah. brewing had a stigma to it uh, yeah. for good reason. Because yeah, yeah. normally, you know, it, it, before places like Great Central and Brew Hub and some of these places yeah. that are dedicated contract brewers, you were basically going to places that had capacity uh issues you know that they, they were not at capacity and there's usually a reason for yeah, that exactly you know oh, and sure. yeah. uh so the places there's a couple in wisconsin who you know um mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care no one's listening stevens point would be one <laughs> and uh minhouse uh, minhouse is oh, the yeah. other yeah minhouse and you know no they, bueno. yeah they consistently make bad beer and when they would kind, you know, when you would take their recipe to them, guess what? It would kind of taste like your beer, but not as good, right? You yeah. know? And um, and that's you know, I had a big problem with a lot of contract uh, of beer over the last 15, 20 years, and um, you know, I need to know where the beer is made mm-hmm. before I buy it. And when I hear it's being made at Great Central, uh, that is a weight off my mind. Oh, you yeah. know, I will buy it. Agreed. Yeah. Well, they I. Again, yeah, and they have awesome, awesome QC practices, like stuff that every place really should have. But it's it's great to see that enforced. You know, if we're doing 100, 200 barrel batches on something, that they are so rigid on all their QC practices mm-hmm. and all you know everything. So from start to from canning or from brewing to canning to all the way down, they have. They have it really, really well dialed in. Um, so that's been awesome. It's, it's exactly what Pat said. There there are a few, con- there's still a bunch of contract places where it's almost like you just submit a recipe and then a few weeks later you get your product, but you don't really have you hope for the a best. back and forth yeah. with them and get a lot of information. And that's completely the opposite experience that we've had with Great Central. Well, and that's got to take pressure off in terms of like, you know, if you if you didn't have a good contract partner, you'd have to be like, well, do we expand? Like, what do we do? Like, yep. maybe, maybe you still will, but you don't have that pressure breathing down I mean, your neck. Right. We're, we're, yeah. We just bought a canner for here for for our, our place here to do um, a lot of the uh, 
weirdo stuff that we're, we're making here that we want to can, but don't necessarily want to do hundred barrels of, and, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be fun. So that's like stuff like that. We could focus on here. We, we have our, our, our cores dialed in, um, at, at great central. And it, it's been, it's been great for us. It's, it's allowed us to grow, um, I think at a much quicker pace than we would have been able to. And it, it's, and it, it'll also allow you if, you know, the bubble bursts as, you know, as bubbles do, yeah. uh, and you have to contract, yeah. it allows you to do that without, uh, sitting on a mortgage for, you know, $20 million worth of stainless steel. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And it allows us to, to also on the flip side of that, to, to grow into, Hey, like you, like you had mentioned, uh, Bruce, get our own place, you know, eventually. Yeah, like you guys have moved into the St. Louis market. Is that right? We just yep. did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, I imagine a lot of that beer is being made at Great Central. Hundred percent, and that well, allows not a hundred percent, but a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. allows you to go. Well, let's see what St. Louis thinks of our beer. Let's see if there's a viable market. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. it isn't, well, we just won't order that batch of beer from Great Central yeah. the next time. You know, yeah. so it allows these breweries to to kind of dip their toes into a market, see what it's like without the huge investment of uh, of the equipment. Yeah, a little bit more flexibility when it I comes to that. I think some of that. these places, too, they try to grow and they get these insanely expensive facilities. Yes. And I don't, in my opinion, gone are the days of even, you know, 50, 100,000 barrel breweries. You'll, you'll see them here yeah. and there, but... And those are um, the ones closing, right? That's not yeah. our goal. Our goal is to become... We're, we're damn near at it. It's <laughs> like the original goal of opening this place. Uh, we want to become a, a, you know, like a, a quality mid-sized regional brewery. And that, that's, that's it. You know, I don't, I don't think we have crazy plans of, of taking over the entire United States and opening up every state. I think that's, I don't know. I think it's dumb to to want that anyway yeah. because people want beer that's fresh and made at least somewhat nearby. And Agreed. I think that's where you get the best beer when it's made down the block or at least another you know town over or another state over. You know, if you're shipping things back and forth, and I don't know, it's kind of not our long term goal to 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 do that. Yeah. Um, kind of wanted to just briefly talk about the spirits because I think. Some breweries are doing that, but it's still not tremendously common. Like what you and you kind of mentioned earlier that you guys liked <laughs> had always yeah, kind of had a passion mm-hmm. for that, right? Um, but you know, and then you kind of I think also mentioned how they're kind of you're able to use some of the brewing product and yeah, we use, use our it. our brew house for for all our spirit production. Um, it's a more it results in a more Scottish style way of of. Not Scotch per se, but just the Scottish style of laudering grains and fermenting off grain, and then moving that to the still. Uh, a lot of places will use uh, grain that's milled into like a flour. They'll ferment that, and then the entire slurry goes into a still. Um, I wouldn't say one's better or worse, but they are certainly different. Um, we like how the spirits come out when you ferment off grain and do it more of that the brewing style way of, of production. Um, the fun thing we're able to do, and it's finally being realized because, you know, barrels take a few years to, to sit. Um, we're doing a lot of really unique malt whiskeys. Um, 
one of our most popular one is based off uh, our milk stout, Fat Pug. We take out the hops, uh, scale it up a little bit, and then you get this whiskey that has some nice cocoa powder notes on the finish. Um, this yeah, we have that at Patty Long's. It's very good. Oh, cool. And awesome. then next uh, Oktoberfest, we'll, we'll probably do another f- traditional fest beer or something like that. But uh, really excited because our barrels are going to be finally ready to release our Fest Whiskey, which is a whiskey we made exactly like a stronger Fest beer and then distilled it again, took out the hops. Uh, and that is tasting incredible right now. So a lot of those things that we're, we're basing on beer inspiration are finally going to start reaching market. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I feel like the tough thing with whiskey is it just takes so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah. And so it's neat to see it. The, it I'm sure the are, are you planning on having some longer age stuff as well as it as it progresses? So or? we are focusing on uh yes, but we're focusing on smaller barrels. I mean, maybe we'll fill 55s and stuff like that. Just the larger the barrel generally the longer it needs to sit because there's less wood to liquid. Sure. So uh, we found really good results in 15 to 30 gallon size barrels. Um, we have some tens. We started originally, which is five, so we can. Those were the. Those are, I think, all gone. Maybe there's the another barrel or so here. Yeah, but, I was um, pretty shocked at, you know, how old the whiskey tasted. That you know, Ari brought by. I think it, it was less than a year. Yeah, probably that was the five first five gallon. Yeah, and he probably bought the the rye and the. I was like, this tastes, yeah. you know three, four, or five years old. And, um, yeah. and, uh, th- and that all has to do with the the small butt. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The yeah. small butt that you're, small that butt, you're aging yeah, in. Tiny yeah. butt. Yeah. Well, but it, it is. And it, it's that wood to spirit interaction. You just get more. The more contact time with the wood or the more contact of wood to spirit, uh, kind of the, the better your results are in a, shorter amount of time and i think you're seeing a lot of more uh quote-unquote craft distilling places who are using 15 or 30 gallon barrels because you can release i in my opinion world-class spirits they're again they're different like we don't want to we're not trying to do the world's best bourbon i mean that's that's done people know how to do that and it's awesome and we love it but that's that's not our thing there's a whole world of of whiskeys and and kind of spirits that i think are just starting to to make their their way in the market and people are realizing that hey they're like like anything there's a time and place for a a 15 20 year old uh scotch any you know a, a bourbon like that's awesome but hey something three to five years in a, in a smaller barrel could be different but equally as awesome so sure that's kind of our path you know have yep. you guys uh, uh thought about uh beer schnapps at all have you we have so we uh we uh, have some plans for um um well i don't know what ari wants to talk about or doesn't but yes we've, <laughs> yes. we've come on we've, he's, he's not listening we've, we've, we've definitely let thought the secrets about it. out um, we've, we've got a lot of a lot of cool um non- barrel-aged uh, hop uh, spirits that, that we're planning um, that we've messed around with. Our gin has hops in it, but there's a lot of cool stuff that uh, will be 
coming out in, in 2019. So does the distilled juice pants taste like juice? That's all I <laughs> <laughs> Is no, it hazy? No, that one, that one it actually comes out of the still hazy. It defies yeah, all right. physics. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do like a, uh, a screwdriver. A hazy, you know? I'm little, telling uh, you, you run uh, juice pants with through the still and put some hops in there, you probably have an, an insane gin. Like, I don't know. We know. haven't done that yet, but like that's a, it's, it's a hell of an idea. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer schnapps, I thought, to speak to that, I thought it'd be cool to do, like, uh, some collaborations with other bre- other local breweries. Uh-huh. And instead of doing a beer, you just distill one of their beers. Yeah. Like, oh, a yeah, beer sure, that they're yeah. well-known for. So, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, Metro's down the street, right? Yeah. The Dynamo is one of their popular beers. Um, that'd be cool, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or, or they had a, a beer schnapp uh, made by Koval. Oh, they did? Yeah, it, it was like a batch that they weren't happy with, so they sent it over there to be distilled. Hey. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's, you know. That's, you can get something out of it, but absolutely, we should distill things we want to that we're happy with, right? Well, I, I think that's unusual in the distilling world, isn't it? I mean, you can't usually drink. Some of it. Yeah, none of it really tastes good until they distill it in age Some of it, right? yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the unusual thing of beer schnapps. It's like it was a drinkable product before it was distilled. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea, though. I, I personally like beer schnapps. It's not super popular, but I just don't think a lot of people are, are – familiar with it yeah so i think if they're we, not they're starting to be and we also uh, we carried and sold out rather quickly some uh new Bourbon county stout oh, oh, did, oh through, from rhine hall uh, right yeah they did yeah. through rhine hall that was cool once again i think it was yeah. Bourbon county stout they weren't happy with maybe it was that tooth that, that sour batch from 2015 oh, yeah. or whatever <laughs> right, you know? right. i think it was yeah it, yeah. it might have been they're Why not, not? So, i asked they're not they're not they're not saying yeah (laughs) that's all right um but yeah it could have been um but i I doubt they they wasted bourbon county they could have people could have waited in line at Benny's for yeah Yeah. we talked about doing again another kind of collab project of getting um just made me think of it because you were talking about bourbon county but stouts and getting i don't know barrel or whatever whatever a couple barrels to fill the still uh distilling enough to fill a five-gallon barrel, and then barrel aging the same stout alongside it. And then, you know, everyone, we can have this you know, cool Chicago barrel-aged stout and whiskey kind of pairing oh, type of thing. Cool. I don't know. There, yeah. There's a lot of fun yeah. stuff you can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's good in the middle of winter, too. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't know if we'll do that. Yeah. But we, you yeah. can definitely we get a, ideas. You can get a fat pug and a shot of pug here for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> I mean, that's a big tradition in Germany. You know, all the major, uh, well, it's usually the stronger beers, the box and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, you can get distilled versions usually. And um, Schlenkerla, you know, they do the smoked. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but. I think that's close, yeah. Yeah. Close enough for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they do, I don't know if it's beer schnapp, if it's if it's uh, distilled beer, but they do their, they do some whiskey. So, so they, they have their smoked whiskey. Oh, oh uh, Which is not for me, but. Uh, some people do dig it. <laughs> we did sure. try that. That was wild. It was. Yeah. It was a yeah. little much. It was like so highly smoked. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah that sounds great. For me, it was too much. <laughs> I like it. But the guy who brought it over was loving it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Smoked beer is like the last frontier. I cannot get people I yeah. like lightly into it. You know, I think you can get like a light smoke or even like a Grojiski, you know, oh, yeah. Yep. 100% oak smoke. Like yeah, those are nice. Um, yeah, and that's hundred yeah, percent wheat. Like, dovetail yeah, does yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Dovetail, but I'll guarantee the Roush beer is their slowest seller. Oh, has to be. Has to be. 
I mean, I, so I put polarizing. it on tap. It didn't move at my point. Yeah, and you're like, I love it, I but I'm never, yeah. never going to buy it again, but I love it. I keep threatening a smoked beer uh, tap Fest? takeover. Oh, you should. <laughs> It'll give us a chance. There's a lot of smoke uh, grains yeah. that we want to buy, yeah, but dude, it's like, uh, my I, business partner's always like, "Fuck you!" What? Can you twelve smoke? Can you order ten barrels year? worth? Now, if, you, if, if somehow you can involve marijuana, it, uh, yeah, it'll totally, sell out. Totally, you know, like totally. people will be like, "Oh, smoke!" You know, smoke, smoke weed, up, smoke beer. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man! Four twenty. Yeah, yeah four twenty yeah, event, bro. Yeah, yeah. So. Doing it. It's just all smoke beers. It has nothing to do with just yeah. do it on April 20th. Yeah, do it on April 20th. There you go. Yeah. That's the event. Oh, man. Yeah, man, I might have to imagine, do that. Imagine yeah. your, the Yelp after that. I went there to get high. It was just <laughs> fucking smoke beers. <laughs> it's all these gross beers that tasted like cigarettes. <laughs> hey, well, we lead. Oh, lead. Weed might be legal by then. Who knows? Yeah. With Pritzker. Know. You know, yeah. He's into it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We got our other billionaire. Yeah, exactly. Office, Jesus. Yep. Legalizing weed. <laughs> oh, man. All Morning. right. What else is going yeah, what on else with is you, new? gentlemen? What else? What else? What else? Uh, no, seriously. What else? What? Uh, <laughs> what's happening at the tap room? What's happening with I guess beer releases? Production-wise, so the we we touched on the uh, sour program. Mm-hmm. So that is going to start going out. We'll start actually packaging some of that peach sour we were talking about within the next few months, probably probably next month or so. I think so. It's ready. Um, we have, uh, I don't know if you talked to the, the other one, and the other fooder is oh. a, uh, it's a Saison blended from a few different strains uh, uh, from Omega again that we got, and then we added our sour culture to it a couple months ago, so it's just starting to it's go actually, on its journey, but yeah, I'll, I just want to interrupt because we were talking about whiskey and, and aging, um, uh, kind of beer-inspired whiskeys and things like that. We did a uh, sa- we we made a pilsner, soured it, and distilled that. Oh, that was fucking awesome! And it, it uh. we we sampled it uh, recently, and it tastes phenomenal. But I took um, just a, a a thirty gallon barrels worth of that sour pilsner. So it was a hundred percent pilsner malt. Um, Fermented out with a lager strain, and uh, then we we soured it with a with a culture that was um, from from the brew house. So it's our own culture, um, and uh, we so that's that's what we actually soured that that um, what does that the saison with mm-hmm. what does the sour aspect of the beer uh how does that come so, through after after it's distilled this there's no science behind this for me for this answer but for me it it brightens it it, it is there it, an acidity to no, it no 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 it doesn't Not come through spirit, on the still. It definitely so our, that, i mean that would burn off in the distillation it does, process, right it in does. our rye production because rye is such a pain in the ass to work with and our brew house is not made to handle large amounts of rye um we did the 100 percent malted rye wash and we used enzymes and did everything kind of we could do to make it lauder smoother mm-hmm. um we made it about halfway to kettle full and it just stopped seized up <laughs> so we were able to with the way our brew house is set up just run off into our hot liquor tank we drained that and just mm-hmm. used physics you know it's higher just it, it it would drip it would 
whatever we let it go overnight and by the morning it was uh starting to sour um so we the first time we do did it i mean we didn't like okay well we're in it now let's see what it, we have all this this uh wash let's see what happens with it so we we then brought it up to a boil just to pasteurize it and then fermented it out and that rye was fucking incredible yeah. so i don't, I don't know I, I again this is probably a better question for Ari. i don't know exactly what the the lactic acid and the souring in in the production does in the final spirit that's kind of beyond my uh expertise but it certainly leads to a nice final product i know yeah. some of the kentucky places will sour i mean there's different yeah, definitions of sour mash but one of them is actually letting it tarten up before you distill it. I think a lot of the bourbon producers do it for consistency. So they have that same um, kind of culture going into every batch. And it makes sense. If you're distilling Mm -hmm. years ago when a lot of these places started, it's just probably naturally soured. And I mean, they didn't have... That's yeah, more tradition. High tech. Everything was equipment. sour. Right. Yeah. Everything was sour. Yeah. Sour and smoky. So yep. if you like good bourbon and it, it's a sour mash, then there you go. Yeah, I there's mean, something to it. Like I said, Pat, I, I can't I can't say scientifically what it does. Yeah. But to me it, it That's it, all right. This is a we're brewers, beer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is beer opinions podcast. So yeah, we don't, you know, we don't delve you too much into about it. it. Yeah. Your trademark I gotta, spirit I, opinions. I definitely got a spirit opinion. We don't waste our time with facts and science. Good. Yeah, good. Then we're, we'll do well here. <laughs> but uh, but that is the 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 uh, prior to the still. We took that sour wort, barrel aged it for about a year, mm-hmm. and then we added that to the fooder, um, and and in a small amount because we don't want to release a sour uh, saison necessarily, but like just a, add uh, some tartness to it. Yep, a little just bit. a little bit of tartness to to again. I'll use the word brighten it up. Um, give it a little acidity in the mouth, yeah, um, more yeah. of a mouthfeel thing than a than a than a pucker thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's what's in the the second fooder. We got so. a, the third one's coming. That should mm-hmm. be in the next few weeks. I think it should be here before the end of the year. Uh, but it's cool. So we have two thirty barrel uh, fooders. Uh, the third one's going to be a twenty barrel, but the bottom is a. Uh, it's about the same height as the thirty barrels, but it has a conical uh, stainless bottom, so we can mm-hmm. do. Uh, regular fermentations in there and then dump out the yeast in a clean way and and i don't know how fast we'll turn it over but we want to do maybe quarterly something like that yeah releases out of that particular fooder the other ones will take a bit longer but um, the, the fooders are, are are like a if you know what a bright tank is right they have a dish bottom so they're f- almost flat like a dish is a little what is that concave is that what i'm Yes. Is that what this shape is? Yes, it is. Concave. <laughs> so they they have that dish bottom, so the yeast just kind of settles at the bottom there. But with a cone, uh, shaped like an ice cream cone, right? So It looks yeast, like a, a fermenter, a regular yep. fermenter. So but the yeast will settle the are all food or wood, and then the bottom stainless. Yep, so we're able to dump oh, yeast. Cool. We can yeah, do it's cool. I think, uh, was it the... Uh, dudes from Side Project came up? No, or no. Or is that another place? That's that actually, so Side Project works a lot with fooder uh, crafters. Who yeah, we they're out of St. Louis too. Yeah. And you're, you're friends with um, Second Shift, right? I, mean, I you am, know those yeah. guys. Yes. So I, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I know they have a couple of those conical fooders. So it might have been their idea. Well, they have the fooders. I know. I don't know. I haven't looked inside of them. They were the first. They're always ones. filled with beer when I come. <laughs> they, but I, I say that because they were the first ones I've ever seen uh, with the the conical fooder. I mean, chances are uh, the fooder crafters probably just said, you know, 
Could they, be. They probably came up with it. And, um, and they were the first yeah, ones to use said, it. Hey, Steve, check this out. Because he's local, that's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're excited about like because now we could do primary fermentation, dump yeast, and then and then age in there with fruit and everything, right? To to top it back up to get all that liquid into the into the wood instead of the stainless in the bottom. That's very cool. Fill it with wood. All right, fill it with wood. You could do that too, but yeah. fill it with fruit. This is barrel aged yeah. wood. <laughs> barrel aged <Yeah>. wood. <laughs> Steve from Second Shift was telling me those guys. So they're called food or crafters. Yeah, that's right? the manufacturer, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, out of St. Louis. Um, he said those guys, uh, th- when they're building a fooder, they taste every piece of wood. They well, literally crazy. shove it in their mouth. Those guys are, are awesome. And <laughs> are looking for, um, like, you know. Specific. Uh, for sourness. So if, if they get a sour or, well, you know, yeah, don't quote me on this either. Well, sure. Told me this over a few beers. <laughs> but if they get like a, a, maybe it's a musty flavor or something, I don't know, whatever it is, something then they, yeah. they throw that wood out. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I'll tell you what, their final products are it's amazing. incredible. And their price, like, like looking at at the fooders, you'd expect them to cost hundreds of, of money, but not. <laughs> no, but expensive. They're yeah. super well priced they and they're super easy to work with. So Another company awesome. who sprouted up. Yeah. And they're killing uh, it, and they are killing it. Yeah. They are like a, it's a it's, it's a unreal. wait list to get anything from them. It really is, and right. and and if you've the cool thing is is if you've had product made with them, mm-hmm. they'll uh, they'll work with you, um, like you said, because there's there's wait lists and stuff like that is true. So. They, you know, they stole the tap man the tap room manager from Second Shift, and in return gave a steve fooder. a fooder <laughs> and he was like okay steve was like fuck you want to take anyone else yeah <laughs> even steve oh that's awesome take, it, take her over there too give me another fooder fuck. yeah i'll take a fooder <laughs> smith we got a trade line no <laughs> no not me <laughs> anybody but me no that's uh yeah you're exactly right though I, i've seen so many places now who are starting to do uh Voodoo projects and and using voodoo crafter fooders. Yeah, uh, middle brow down the you road. You see them all over the place now. And I mean, time was there. I don't know that you have to get really, them from France. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't saying, know that there was yeah. any United States manufacturer, and I'm probably wrong on that. But no, you're if right. There was it was not many. You know, I think so you're 100 right because traditionally they were used for wine and, mm-hmm. and spirits. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody that like um, perennial and, and all these early adapters um, of of fooder aged beer, they were getting them from Belgium and France, right? And they're old too. A lot of like, times you wouldn't get you new take stock. Take them back apart, ship them. Yep, taken apart, reassemble them, and that's I mean that's a whole trade in itself. Like it's not and easy. And to you do. didn't know what you were going to get. God yeah. knows what kind of bacteria and, and wild yeast is in that wood. Right. Sometimes good. Sometimes <laughs> maybe it's not bad, so good. Yeah. Right. Who knew uh, Cooperage, Cooperine would, would come back? It's coming yeah. back. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And in St. Louis, of all places. I know. Well, hey. apparently there's a good wood supply in Missouri. A good oak. oak. Good oak. Uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. You'd think it would be beechwood, right? <laughs> I think they're using all of that at the uh, big brewery. Yeah, yeah the other place. <laughs> <laughs> beechwood aging. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Makes a difference. <laughs> exactly. Someone. I taste the beach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got fooder project, and then a lot of different whiskeys this year. A lot of just regular clean barrel aged beers that are going to start coming out in a few months. Um, yeah. We filled quite a few barrels of uh, different, you know, different beers in there. So, um, 
yeah, a lot of new things for us, just stuff that's taken a while to, to get done because it's the nature of barrel age projects. Mm-hmm. So um, this next year will be really combined with, with all the barrel age and, and spirits. Uh, just the canning on site is going to be really fun for us to do really small runs yeah. of, of stuff we've wanted to do for, for a while. Can't wait. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm starting to feel human again. I, we had a Pilsner Kell unfiltered keg, this two guy. kegs at Patty's mm-hmm. last night. Uh, and, uh, life is hard. I woke up crunchy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we got to do this podcast. But this, your, your unfiltered Pilsner is bringing me back to life. Good. I'm yeah. glad. No, I'm glad. It. It's great. Yeah. There it is. I was over at, uh, Art Smith and I went to, uh, it was a, Kaiser Tiger, you had one last year when you were doing mm-hmm. it. You had a whole whole thing going on. And that was, it's that amazing. was awesome. It's but amazing. You're, I mean, yeah, it's pretty tasty. You're right. It's hard to have one and then go home. And oh, you can't have one. You know what no. I love about that? Oh, I got four, five, six later. And I'm t- I've been in. following this shipment around. So, you know, I hit a couple of check bars out by my house last week. And then That's we amazing. had Patty's last night. I think I'm going to Delilah's tonight for theirs. I'm going to call you Mr. Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're an OG Hayes Dude. right here. <laughs> OG Hayes. I'm so into this Hayes craze. I can't even. I can't, Why don't I get you a hat that says, make Pilsner's Hazy again? <laughs> that, that, yes. That's what you need. Yeah, I'm on the fad, guys. I'm on the cutting edge of beer. Uh, you know what it is about that Pilsner or Kel? Is it Urkel or Urquell? I don't know. I say Urkel. I've always said Urquell. You, you call, we, we can call it whatever we want. We won that one. This is, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Didn't, I don't know. Were we at war with the Czech Republic? We are now. Yeah, now we are. <laughs> but uh, there's something about like you could taste literally each flavor, each component. You could taste the yeast. You could taste the hops, the malt, and yeah. even especially with, with a, a Czech Pilsner, you could taste the water profile. Oh yeah, like you could true. pick everything out of that beer, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what I like about because it because it's so you know it's Fresh. light and delicate, and, and that too, yeah. and subtle the, subtlety in beer. Do they still fly? Imagine that. Yeah, imagine <laughs> that. Do they still fly it in? They have to. That's the only way, right? Yeah, it's unpasteurized. You gotta fly um, it. Oh, good point. Yeah, fuck, that's cool. And that's the only. That's it's a week old when it gets to me. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. We're gonna send some. Uh, Hazy beers over to Czech Republic. <laughs> send them some IPAs. They'll send it right back. They don't want that. Going to have to fly it over. Yeah. <laughs> hazy beers don't last long. No, nah, ours do. Forever. Yeah, we forever. forever. Yeah, that's what we put, just put the infinity symbol on the uh, bu- <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, <laughs> infinity. <laughs> I had a year-old Budweiser. I'm last sure it was fine. It was. It tasted it's like Budweiser. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's the you could. That's like nuclear. You I was could, at a Chris saved that forever. Right. Some. Uh, one of my wife's cousins, and uh, you know it was an open bar, but it, you know it was at some Italian restaurant. So I went for my uh, Budweiser is my go-to like dive bar, you know, wedding beer. Bud heavy, heavy, Bud yeah. heavy, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, when it <laughs> the guy gave it to me, and it said America on the label. Oh, oh you knew. Like, I was like, yeah, that, that was, was last year, year wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> and I checked the date; it was a year old. I'm like, you know, let's yeah. see what it's tasting like. Tasted just like the one I had before that was a month old. Still tasted like America? It did. Yeah, it tasted it did. like America. Yeah. <laughs> like Good. I'm glad. Guns and freedom. This beer tastes freedom like guns and, and freedom. Yeah. It was America. Uh, <laughs> I'm a high life man. Always have been. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I think we talked about this uh, last week. They're all the same. 
Oh, it's just what you grew up with. Exactly. No, that's my, my grandpa was a high life. Yeah, I like yeah, that's, I do. That's my first uh, foray into any sort of beer. And I remember the first taste of it. Yes. Yeah. Still tastes the same. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, uh, Budweiser was the first beer I got drunk on. Okay. I had two of them. I oh, think yeah. I was uh, maybe four. That was rip shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I was probably 11. Whoa. And uh, stole them out of my dad's cooler. Oh, we got a bad boy. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back then, all dads had a cooler. Yeah. Oh, they always did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Certainly in St. Louis. I can literally know. picture my dad's cooler. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a PBR had a... Um, uh, I don't know what year if it was a, a short-lived thing, but they had this this like Superman guy that was like their logo for maybe a summer or something. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up, my dad had the sticker of this PBR like superhero oh, character. It was he must have been a copy of Budman. I think it might. It, it, <laughs> Probably honestly, you're right. Yeah, but I just I had a Budman doll. Oh yeah, doll? nice. Yeah, when I was like a little kid, oh, got to get him young. You know, it you was gotta, yeah. I mean, nobody <laughs> blinked an eye at it. Joe we t- I, t- I talked yeah. about this on someone else's podcast. Yeah, but I, I slept with him. He was a Budman was awesome. He had like this giant nose, and he had like a superhero outfit with a cape. But he was kind of fat, like yeah. kind of like, like a big beer belly, and oh, he had a big giant yeah. nose. Like Duff, Duff Man and yeah. the Simpsons. Duff Man kinda, was was really modeled good. after Budman. Yes, and and I had a little plush uh bud man <laughs> i don't know where it came from and uh, i loved it loved uh, it that's great good old bud man yeah yeah can't do that nice. anymore can't do a a beer superhero well, <laughs> no i don't think you can make a plush children's toy <laughs> oh market, yeah you yeah. know no, as, no, as a beer company. i had a spuds mckenzie poster in my that's room what i mean too. like yeah. this that stuff appealed to yeah. us when yeah. we were kids and you look know? At, we're all in the beer industry it worked Advertising doesn't work. Uh, yeah. It's clear. I saw. Uh, <laughs> uh, who is it? Um, uh, White Labs have their Yeast Man thing. Oh yeah, which is like the weirdo character, but it has like on one of its shoulders like a bud, like a yeast bud popping out of it. He looks like a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> when yeasts, right? Like when they, there, it's like a yeast cell, and then it'll bud off another cell. Yeah. So they're kind of like a asexual, right? So they bud off another cell, and then they split. Just looks like a He-Man with a, a big lump so he's on got his like, shoulder. He looks like he has like a. Uh, you remember Quato from? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the, the name of that who's movie? Who's the marketing genius over the Schwarzenegger a, movie? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Total Recall. White Labs. White yeah, Labs. Yeah. yeah, Yeast Man. Oh. Yeast Man. Yeah, that's a weird one. The he's got like a little mutant like. It's, it's not mini, hitting the kids yeah. as, as as heavy as Spuds McKenzie did. You know, it's not playing well with well, the youngers. My kid used to have a Dark Lord, uh, like Tin Tacker sure. or something oh, up yeah. in his room. He just thought it looked cool. Yeah. I was going to say, they're Because it does look cool. They have that it artwork does, yeah. that appeals to teenagers, too. Like, especially teenagers who are, they, are metalheads, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever met any of them? They are all a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> they're, so they're still teenage metalheads. Yeah, they're totally. They play D&D. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all, you know. That's why we love them. Right? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. They're all reading comic books and Man. playing D&D. <laughs> That's it. It's a dream right there. You know? hey, what else do you want? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I'm easy to please. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so what's new for beer opinions? Yeah. What's, what's new for beer what's opinions? What's new for you guys? What's new for you know, people? Keep Tiger? listening. Strangely. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Maybe. Maybe uh, next year you can get uh, Bruce's uh, job title correct. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I made that my, my New Year resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you well, know, we could look forward to it. In though. fairness, I'm going to lay this blame on Bruce because he never corrected me. Yeah. I, it took for me three well, episodes. The problem was, <laughs> like, after the first the few, then I was like, well, I can't. Can't stop. Uh, you're in now. too deep. You know, like I'm in the lie. <laughs> too I nice. still think you just uh, need you know, too like, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to change the name of the company <laughs> to suit <laughs> what I'm calling. Match the podcast. Okay. Match pets. Uh, yeah. Shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it would be easier for me yeah, if you yeah, just yeah. change the name of your company. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think you have to now. Yep. It's been yep. settled. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh, oh man. So Bruce, what's going on with uh uh Chicago beer tours. Well, you know, we're we're touring. People strangely don't really want to walk around as much in the winter time in Chicago. I don't know why, um, but uh, but no, we're still touring and uh, button up the beer jackets and rock and roll. So that's fun. And uh, yeah, nothing nothing too crazy other than that. Um, going to uh, and we have definitely have Maplewood on the the, nice the beer tour. Rock so, and roll, um, uh, which is which is awesome. I think we have the Charlatan. Good on uh, at least one of them. And good also, yeah, yeah. So uh, and then uh, the um, and then yeah. Other than that, just just rocking and rolling. Um, think I'm gonna propose to my girlfriend tonight. If I wasn't, wow. If I you heard it here after, hopefully, don't post this today. <laughs> post it today. <laughs> don't post it today. She's but, like, uh, uh, babe, I was listening to the podcast this afternoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, by uh, the way, we're live. We're live. Yeah, we're live <laughs> now, and on the phone is your girlfriend. <laughs> but if uh, if she says no, I I won't be back podcasting <laughs> for a few months because I'll be in Thailand <laughs> doing things. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll never see Bruce again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, no. never happened She'll to say that yes. Bruce guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That proposal did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Bruce uh, joining the married ranks. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank That's you. That's awesome. That's exciting. I'm going well, to hold, right. hold my congratulations until we find out I'm preemptively yes. congratulating. Fair enough. Yes. Thank you. I, 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 well, that might have been bad luck. <laughs> I know. I was debating, but I wanted to. You know, I wasn't gonna bring it up. There. Yeah, Dad, guess what? Get- <laughs> I'm proposing to my girlfriend. <laughs> this happened a few days ago. <laughs> now, uh, personal question, and don't worry, no one's listening. Did you ask her father for permission? I did. I did oh, on Sunday. Good man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you should do that. Good yeah. on you. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah. that too. He yeah. he actually I did too. Yeah. he actually yeah. he actually played me real well. He he looks at me. So he looks at me and he says, you know, I thought this might have been the reason. Um, and, um, you know, I've talked and thought it through. And in this case, I think it's appropriate for your family to pay mine a dowry. <laughs> Straight face. And I was like, is he fucking with me? <laughs> but I'm like, I don't think he is. Oh, and I then know. he's like, and in this case, I think $10,000 would be appropriate. And he just <laughs> stares me down for 30 seconds. I was just. It'd be awesome if he like, wrote yeah, it out yeah, for a yeah, week yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It was great, and then uh, and then he started laughing. And he's like, "No, it's only five grand." Uh, but, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But no, uh, it was it was good. He's, he, he's he can't good. put a price on his daughter, but ten grand sounds about right. right. Yeah. Sounds all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, priceless or I don't know, ten grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. We, can, we can get you. We, we're connected to a banquet hall, so let us know. Okay. I'll get yeah. you a hot deal. All right. All right. Thank you. Ari. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we stopped doing weddings at Kaiser. 
Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna mention this place, but I don't think we want a wedding here. Not yours, at least. I mean, it'd be fine, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone's getting hammered at his wedding. It's gonna be rowdy. Down. Yeah, You're gonna have gonna to call an ugly. ambulance and maybe ugly. a fire truck. It'll yeah. be rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah too rowdy. rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that news supersedes everything. I got nothing now. There's nothing happening in my life <laughs> as significant as that. Sorry, man. Um, Didn't mean to. But I will mention. Um, oh, calendar. That's something. Oh, yes, Every, everyone. Heard. Oh, yeah. I calendar. will mention the calendar. All right. So, calendar. Our our leader over at Patty Longs, Davey, Dave Thompson, put together a uh, craft beer beefcake calendar. Oh, <laughs> oh, you, Are yeah. you kidding? Oh, yeah. that's great. Adam Smith is. Uh, oh, yeah, what baby. month are you, Adam? September. September. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to wait a year to see me. I'm December. <laughs> Do not peek ahead. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't peek ahead. Uh, those are for sale at Patty Long's, and uh, a portion of the price goes to the Greater Food Chicago Greater Food oh, that's Depository. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so Fucking it is for charity. That's, I didn't know that. Uh, how he talked me into it. I still regret doing it. <laughs> what, what, um, what pose are you doing? Are you, you have you to buy the. You yeah, have to I'm buy not giving anything away, and you won't see any posts on social media because, at least not of the pictures. You get you got to pay for it. That's right. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. This full. I'm gonna go uh, behind the. Uh, what is it behind the music here? Uh-oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh oh. Yeah, it was, go, it was a little awkward. <laughs> It was. I, 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 I am, I'm the type of guy who, like, keeps his shirt on at the beach. Me too. You know? And, yes. like, I'm sitting there with, like, two pretty good-looking women, my shirt off, and I'm trying to look sexy. Like, uh, you, you even look though, good. You even look though good. it's funny. Like, I'm trying to get laughs here. You, you still yeah. got to look sexy. Got to get blue steel. It was I, awkward. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you, Adam. I, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. I have. You do look sexy. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's yeah, literally maybe the sexiest picture in, in the bunch. The You're rest are pretty. That. I'm not saying that. It's the truth. Wow. It's the truth. Um, the rest can I, are. Uh, can I pick one up tonight? Yes, absolutely. Because so Hanukkah, right Hanukkah's happening, so I got some gifts to give out to some yeah. people. <laughs> here's here's <laughs> a sexy <laughs> calendar with me in it. It's hot, man. It's a hot calendar. Uh, you should spring load uh, December, so when you turn it, the thing just bursts into flames. <laughs> it's so hot. This calendar was so hot and self-destructed. That I think be. it's going to be, we talked about this earlier, it might be a big seller with a, a certain, um, what do we call them? Uh, oh, yeah. Bear chasers, chubby yeah. chasers, yeah. maybe. A lot of bears um, in that calendar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many women are going to buy this, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Zero. Zero, maybe. <laughs> Zero. But uh, it could be a big seller at the international uh, male leather competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's I think we could sell a lot of yeah. them there. I can't, I can't wait to see it. I am so excited, Pat. <laughs> it's, Look it's, under the table. It's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> Podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see that calendar. It's a boner killer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I won't have any problems it's after. A boner killer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> On that note, yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank our guests, the Adams of Maplewood Brewery and hey, Distillery. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, thank you so, so much for having okay. us. Oh, it's love, been fun. You know, yes. We love you guys. We love this place. We love the beer. Yep. Um, so, you know, thank you. And, uh, everyone go out there, get themselves some maple wood in their mouths and, uh, 
Come by the calendar of Patty Long's <laughs> if you dare. Yeah. And uh, book buy a tour. Buy the damn calendar. It's going to be awesome. Buy the damn I've, calendar. I've seen some of those. I saw the, the action shots of him modeling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Our you marketing just, person was taking just, some behind the scenes. Oh, photos, yeah, yeah. So. I didn't allow any pictures during my yeah, shoot. This is, I, it's going to be incredible. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. Was, we did it at Metropolitan, and it yeah. was a little... Uh, it was hot. It was hot in there, and you're right. Tracy was, Tra like, just casually, you know, hanging on her out. computer, hanging out, you know. And uh, Anna, uh, Anna, the bar, their and, bar and, manager, yeah, she was just there. hanging out there. Yeah. Um, and the photographer was, a, was a, you know, a fine-looking woman, and it's like, come on. Yeah. I don't... I don't. <laughs> You but were ready for it. You said I look good. I look good. All right, I'll take you it. You do. You look good. I'll take it. You look good. I'll take it. I yeah. photograph well. I though. mean, you know, the group that you're in, <laughs> much is better. Not, there's it's not so, a lot of competition. It's so casually, <laughs> I photograph well. well. Much better than I do in per than I look in person. False. Yeah. I see you every day. You look good. Charlie from Right Cider, of course. Like, uh, who invited him? He's like yeah, he's, a handsome guy. Yeah, I know. You I know, know, like in shape, handsome dude. It's like he, you know. He, he was there when I was taking my photo. I'm like, uh, I was like, is he to like here to repair something? I yeah. thought he was like, yeah. I forgot it was. <laughs> was like, they're like, that's from Right Beast. I was like, fuck. So I guess if you're into like you know, We're good looking men, good looking men, he's probably the the. the the sexiest one on there but i'm not i'm into you know big lumberjack men yeah that doesn't sound right at all <laughs> hey you know teach their own and adam adam's number one thank you yes you're welcome. what's all right and then end of episode yeah that's it <laughs> i think we can end it there <laughs> all right everybody uh, uh write a review maybe not about this particular ending of the podcast and uh uh, tell your friends we are Beer Opinions at beeropinions.co, and you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, thanks again, gentlemen, and we will uh, see you all next time. Love you guys. Bye.